Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the home bunker. Folks, on today's show, we chat with our friend, Dr. Jonathan Metzl, and I'm very excited about the news that Jonathan and I have um, for you all to look forward to in the new year, a live interview that will happen at Greenlight Books in Brooklyn, New York on February 5th to celebrate uh, and to discuss Jonathan's new book, What Have We Become? And in today's conversation, you know, we discuss the shooting that took place of the three college students of Palestinian descent we talk about just, you know, the normal cycle of horrific, traumatic gun violence in this country. And, you know, before you all dive into that conversation, I just have been thinking a lot lately, you know, watching a lot of news again, which is just making me utterly depressed, but feeling, you know, really concerned, right, about where the Democratic Party is right now, where our society is right now, where we are globally, and it just feels so unstable, uncertain, erratic, and crazy, frankly. And it was funny because I had a friend over the other day, and we were talking about the early 2000s, and we were talking about the rise of Barack Obama and where we were when you know, we first heard him, right, which was back in the, I want to say, was it the 2004 DNC convention to announce John Kerry as president? And I remember, you know, being just a couple of years out of college and stopping dead in my tracks, 
listening to his speech. And this is a speech where he talked about, this is not about red states or blue states, it's about the United States. And folks, you know, as I was having this conversation with my friend, I just felt so sad. I felt so sad because we really thought that was the beginning, the beginning of something amazing, something different. And for a short while, it was. But it's, you know, this goes back to not understanding that if you don't really learn your history, um, you can't prepare for your future and be grounded in your present. And the, the reason why I say that is because throughout history, every time there has been significant advancement in our society, if it is women's rights, civil rights, if it's the Voting Rights Act, if it's any significant moment that widens the table, widens the aperture of what America can and should be as it strives or strived to live up to its ideals, there is significant white lash. And why do I say that? Well, because as we acknowledged the death of Henry Kissinger, who was the monster of the 20th century, whose death count is beyond nations, right? Most nations at three and four million people between Cambodia, Chile, Libya, some other places, right? And thinking about what we are uncovering, as, as mainstream media loves to say, well, you know, he was a complicated figure. No, he wasn't complicated. He was a warmonger and a war criminal that never faced his day because America makes the rules. They don't follow them. And he, right, and Nixon exploited cultural divisions and racial tensions to distract, right, from Watergate. Southern strategy, you know, white resentment, fomenting a white lash in this country to distract from his failings as president, his alcoholism, all of the things that we learn too far after the fact. And so I hearken back to Barack Obama providing this sense of unabashed hope, right, that we could lean on our better angels, that we could strive to be better, that we are actually better together as a country. And to think, folks, that this is now Jesus so long ago, it feels like a fever dream. When you think about all that's transpired between then and now. 
And, you know, it's heartbreaking because I wonder if in my lifetime we will ever get back. But what that will take is extraordinary leadership. It wasn't until, I'll tell you, honestly, and I'm a student of politics and policy, that in truly wasn't until Barack Obama and then Donald Trump that I realized how important leadership is. Democracy isn't about a plug and play. Anybody, literally anybody, will do. It requires a steady hand. It requires compassion. It requires empathy. It requires someone to have the character that recognizes when things have gone wrong and is not afraid to course correct. We decided upon Joe Biden not because he was anybody's first, second, third, fourth, or fifth choice, but because we saw him as a bridge across literal troubled waters, dangerous waters, toxic waters. Those waters have not become easy and they have yet to be cleaned. We are still on the bridge, friends, and we are not to the middle yet. And I realize now just how important it is to, one, argue, right? Like, that is the beauty of living inside of democracy, is to create conversation that advances us. To be able to constructively argue with this administration in order to make sure that the policies and the actions that are coming out of it are representative of the whole. You don't get to do that inside of an authoritarianism. You don't get to do that inside of Christo-nationalism and fascistic rule. So we have to think very seriously about who we are right now and who we want to be. Decade plus ago, we were inspired. We were hopeful. Our only problem was is that we thought that that one election, two election was us reaching the promised land. The reminder of Donald Trump and the rise of MAGA is a reminder of how important it is to remain vigilant. To take politics as seriously as you take any other aspect of your life. You're seeing Joe Biden tone. His tone is changing as it pertains to Israel and Palestine. Why do you think that that's happening? Because of the pressure from the people. It's why I end every show with power to the people and to all the people power. Because when we recognize our power, when we understand it, when we wield it in order to advance our society, we win. So we have to continue with eyes wide open, even if we can't see it now, even if the Obama years feel like a fever dream. It did happen. And with persistence and vigilance, 
community and compassion, it can happen again. Coming up next, my conversation with our friend, our in-house doctor, Dr. Jonathan Metzl. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Folks, you know that whenever I have the opportunity to speak with our in-house doctor, our friend, Dr. Jonathan Metzl, I am always thrilled. And... Uh, coming up in the new year, I know that it feels early, but it's not because we know as soon as the calendar year changes, um, things go rapidly. Um, Jonathan, you do the honors because it's your brilliant event that you've invited me to. So I'm so excited. So I'm doing a couple of launch events um, when when my new book comes out. Uh, we're doing a an event here in Nashville um, for the um, the, the mayor is coming. The families of the victims of the shooting I write about are coming. And then I'm flying to New York and my big New York launch, uh, will be in conversation with you. Uh, so we're going to do a, we're going to do a live event on February 5th, Monday night. Yeah. 
at Greenlight Books. I keep wanting to say Gaslight Books. Which I, I know. Love. It's so weird because when I see it, I see Gaslight, yeah. but that's yeah. not, that's not it. That's, it's Greenlight. That's a bad name for a bookstore, but it's, I think it's Greenlight because it's in in Fort Greene. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah. And so the, it's a great bookstore. Actually, I, I go there a pretty pretty often and they do really nice events. And so we'll have much more information about this, but my New York launch is going to be in conversation and maybe we can I even so film excited. this, uh, film, tape the show in, in front of an audience and do stuff like that. But that'll be Monday night, February 5th um, in, in Brooklyn. And folks, so if you are in the New York area, you sh- must, must, must come out and support us live um, if you've been listening to us uh, on Woke AF for all of these years that Jonathan has been an incredible voice and guest and friend. Um, and so uh, if you're not in the New York area, but you're in in and around Nashville, um, please go out and support him uh, and the new book that is already getting brave reviews. Um, so Jonathan, let's jump in today with a conversation that because there is so much horrific news and things and issues happening, um, it's hard to kind of wrap your mind around the recent shooting uh, that happened in Vermont um, where three college students of Palestinian descent uh, were shot um, by what seemingly is a white male, um, whose family and other folks have said is, is not well, is mentally ill. We've heard this tune and this story before. I don't dismiss mental illness at all, but we're the only country where this happens. We're not the only country with mental illness. Um, we also know, um, do we think that it was an accident that these three college students happened to be of Palestinian descent? Um, this is what happens when violence is fomented and firearms are readily accessible. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to share your thoughts on these recent events. Well, first of all, it is just a horrible and heartbreaking tragedy. You know, we're, we're faced with so much death right now. Um, 1,200 people or more murdered in the Hamas terror attacks. Um, over 10,000 people killed in, in Gaza by the Israeli strikes. Um, you know, it's almost hard to get your head around it in a way. And so then these there's stories that come out that just bring this tragedy home um, and they seem to fit into the category of kind of humanizing, humanizing the loss, right? I mean, we saw um, the the protester in Los Angeles who was uh, killed pr- protesting, uh, shoved and died uh, in a way that felt very personal for many Jewish Americans. And then this horrible, horrible story of these three like incredible students um, thinkers, future leaders. And I think a lot of people in the media on all sides, on, on every side of this, I think have been trying to do justice to the story of this loss. The Chris Hayes was amazing. Um, I think it was last night having relatives of, of the, one of the um, guys who was shot uh, talking about just how brave and generous these, these guys were. And so part of the story is just about 
how moments of conflict like this really bring out the extremists on all sides, right? I mean, normally we're kind of in the middle holding the center down and stuff like this is the extreme, but I just think we're in a, such a volatile moment that um, we talked about this in my class yesterday, that moments of extremism bring out extremists. And so we're seeing people who are on the extremes of all sides who then come to stand in for everybody, right? All of a sudden it's like all people who are this, all people who are that. Um, now this case is of course doubly tragic because it's hard to know. And I, I think we don't know yet what to make of it, but it sounds mm -hmm. at least from what I've heard early on that this wasn't like some ardent Zionist with a gun or something like that. It sounds at least initially like a gun owning white Trump supporter, which is, um, again, it could, this could be wrong by the time our show airs here. Um, but it, it's, it's, um, it's also fits into the category of just American gun crimes and mass shootings and, um, angry white men with guns and all the things that are a, a, a entirely, you know, related, but different category. And so I think it's hard to know I mean, we automatically put this into a category of understandably, and I think that's right, Islamophobia, anti-Semitism right now that are mm -hmm. leading to all of this violence. But this also was something that happened in the United States. Um, and it so it ties to US, U.S. gun issues yep. also. And so I just think it's important to you see know, how I this story plays out. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that, that's my point is I, I think it's important to see how this story plays out, but it doesn't change the outcome. It's just what I was going to say, which is that three incredible young men were yeah. shot. That's my thing, too, is that I feel and, and, and you tell me again, Jonathan, because, you know, your your new book is coming out in, in the new year, which is asking this question, like, what have we become? Like, what is, you know, like. We, we, we have these shootings that take place and then we in the media, right, and politicians part and parcel out like to make sense of what just doesn't make sense, right? That people have too much access to guns, that they're too easily to get, they're too easy to get, and that, you know, whether or not we are a country filled with people with mental illness is not even the question. It's the fact that like, there are too many guns that we have two guns, you know, two and a half guns, three guns to every person that is alive in this country. And that doesn't make any sense. And so it's like every time there's a shooting, if it is a targeted hate crime, if it is at a concert, at a, at, uh, at a church, if it is at a mall, like I, I'm almost at the point I feel like where I don't care where it is happening. Like, I know that it is important, but the fact is it just keeps happening. And, and I think your question is so important because it plays, to, it speaks to both sides of this, right? Which is, um, I mean, a month ago, a month ago I was on television because people were killed playing cornhole. And two days ago I was on television because people are walking down the street in Memphis carrying AR 15s and the police can't do anything about it. It just become like our, this we're living with this trauma that is 
so deep. And so part of the story is a story just about what happens to a nation like ours. I mean, that's the story of my book is what happens to the soul of our nation when we normalize this kind of daily violence. Um, again, I just want to emphasize two parts of this, though, which is these are three young men who were wearing um, kfiyah and walking down the street speaking Arabic, English mix, as, as far as I've, I've learned. Um, and so, um, and so I, I think that the question of is this a hate crime, I think, is a very important part of this question. But I also think we just don't know yet. And this need to put it in immediately into a category. I mean, I did French television yesterday, uh, the French English speaking television, which I do every couple of weeks now. Um, and the host kept pushing me like, isn't this this? Isn't this this? And I kept saying, you know, I know we immediately want to put this into categories, but I think we need to figure out what it is first. Like we have to tell the story of this shooting because we don't know quite yet. And even if we know, it's probably going to lead back to somebody had guns. Um, and, and so, but the, but the host got kind of upset with me and really wanted me to like put it into a category right away. Um, but, but I don't know. It's just, it just feels so overwhelming. And again, in the context of everything else, it's just a, it's just a, it's just a moment that talks to the need to, I think, come together. And, and that's not what we're doing. We want a narrative to to process all of the trauma we're seeing now. And so it's like, it's either one thing or another thing. It's either this or that. And when, you know, I, I do a lot of national and international media. And when I try to say this can be a hate crime, but it can also be a gun crime. Um, like the, the host got quite frustrated with me yesterday and said, no, it has to be one thing or another because people just, I mean, it's understandable. It's human nature right now. We're surrounded by so much trauma. And so the point is, how do we say, man, there are many things happening at once that contribute to this, and we have to understand the complexity of it to address it. But there's so much coming at us all the time. I don't know. I, I, I'm just saying that I've been trying to make this point in my, especially my international media uh, interviews to say okay. the, the world wants us to say this is one thing or another. And actually, there are many ways we can understand it. And, and they're probably all true at one time. And that leads to like, the host saying, well, just tell us, is it this or that, <laughs> you know, which is interesting. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Wark, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. I believe that there is a desire to make sense of crazy, right? Like, I think, you know, that is, like you're saying, that is our human desire, that is our brains functioning. I need to put said thing in a box so that I can make sense of it. Um, And when you have so much that is happening that does not make sense, I think that that triggers that need even more. Last thought, uh, last question for, for you is that what do we need to do in order to recognize that like this moment, this time, this level of violence just does not make sense? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, You know, I, it's, I guess for me, like I've been having a lot of hard conversations recently, like conversations that reach across every divide I can think of. Um, I feel like it's not just the narratives of media right now, but like we're put being put into boxes that are really threatening to the alliances that we've been building for so many years. And so, as you know, I teach a class now on guns, guns in America. Um, and I've been having public conversations across every divide I possibly can, you know, um, former friends and colleagues of mine who have taken very different positions from what I have on the Middle East. Um, People who are staunch gun owners. I had a conversation in front of my class yesterday with a friend of mine from softball from 15 years ago who now has 30 AR-15s and thinks the government should be um, that the gov- that we should be able- he thinks we should be able to carry AR-15s on airplanes, um, and uh, and but I know him and I said, hey, look, we're totally different. I know we fight on Twitter. Do you want to have a public conversation? And it turned out to be like a really interesting conversation. And so I just think we're the every algorithm in our life right now is to feel hopeless because we're alone in our tribe. And I've been just for my part of it trying to say like. Let's have a real world conversation. Maybe we'll hate each other even more afterwards. Maybe we won't. 
but I just want to reject the algorithms that are monetizing that easy divide into one category or another, because I, I honestly think that's kind of, for me, it's, it's, it, it's been like my saving grace is to feel like, man, if I, if I look at your tweet, we're on the opposite sides of a life or death battle. And maybe we still are after we have this conversation, but I'd rather have the conversation off of, off of social media and see where yeah. that leads us, yeah. which has a much smaller penetration. But I, I do think that just all the world is monetizing, dividing us all right now. And how do we come back together? So that that's how I've personally been having this, this conversation, which has led to some uncomfortable moments. I mean, my class yesterday honestly was bonkers, <laughs> but it led to like an incredible conversation about what does it mean to feel safe and why would somebody not feel safe and, and things like that. So that's how I've been, I've been trying to like be tribalized when I feel the need, but also break out of the boxes that I've been, feel like I've been put in. Yeah. I just, I think it's important what you're doing to be able to use your classroom as a laboratory for conversation and discussion and to move people outside of social media, because that's what we need to be doing more of and need to continue conversations and not have these kinds of uh, breakdowns that are going to serve um, the wealth uh, of, of, you know, a limited few. Jonathan, as always, thank you, my friend, for making time for Woke AF. I'm so excited. And the countdown begins for our live event in February. Appreciate you. Take care, everybody. That is it for me today, dear friends, on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 